I think Georgia has more to play for this year, uh, especially when you think about what you look at for next year, whether Jake Fromm comes back or not. Um, and when you talk about being down 20 scholarship players, I think the team shows up and really shows out. Happy New Year, Georgia football fans. My name is Scott Duvall, and you are listening to episode 217 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. There were many questions circling on social media as to whether or not we would show up for the podcast. Well, I'm happy to inform you that we did. I'm joined today, as usual, by my two co-hosts, Will Leach and Tony Waller. And this, as you would expect, is our 2020 Sugar Bowl preview show. So, yeah, the narrative surrounding the Georgia football team since their loss to LSU in the SEC championship game is about how many players are either sitting, not invited, or otherwise not playing in the Sugar Bowl versus the Baylor Bears. We address that issue in this podcast and touch on the semifinal games where LSU and Clemson both advanced to play for the national championship. Also on the show, the three of us make our predictions on the Sugar Bowl game. We hit up some buy or sell action. Then there's Sugar Bowl and Southwest Conference trivia. And finally, the three of us have some fun sharing what we've done and where we've partied during New Year's of yesteryear. So you should enjoy that too. It's pretty fun. Oh yeah, and we answer your Twitter questions as well. So no more delay. Thanks for tuning us in today and we'll just jump on into it. Hope you enjoy episode 217. Happy holidays! Happy holidays! Or as I like to call it... Wait, is that Will or is that Andy Williams saying happy holidays? Because <laughs> no, I only heard that 33 happy times. Happy holidays! I'm pulling myself, I'm pulling myself together. My, my holiday that I, we hosted this year, uh, we host every year. And uh, my parents already live here, but uh, my wife's mother comes, uh, my sister and her husband came. Um, uh, we realize now that we are the our old babysitter that's in town and has nowhere to go for Christmas. Uh, we host her for Christmas. So it was great, but like I have been sick as a dog for five days. Uh, so I'm a, I'm a, a weak constitution tonight. So all those um, strong, uh, f- uh, firm opinions that you've come accustomed to me on this podcast, uh, pro- uh, they're, they're going to be very weak. Be a weak little noodles. less firm. Yeah, a little weak noodles uh, with the sauce this year. <laughs> well, I just uh, I just ended a full week on the road. Uh, my I'm in, I'm now the lead member of the World's Worst Country and Western Cover Band. We were in southern Indiana where we went to Dusty's Dust Up outside of Evansville, and we um, had a lovely one night at Benton Lee's outside of uh, Vidalia, Georgia, and then three nights at Little Nights in Waycross. How do you drive from southern Indiana to southern Georgia? <laughs> so, you uh, you take the... Do you go to 95? No, I do not go to 95. You don't? Dude, you, you know where 95 goes to? Well, I know, but you're down in southeast Georgia. So uh, here's how you go. Um, you go to Owensboro, Kentucky, where you get on the whatever the parkway, Natural Parkway, which is I-165, I think. Go to Bowling Green, where you take I-65, where every single person from the state of Michigan is now going south <laughs> for the uh, for the winter. Um, you drive and stop and go traffic until you get to Chattanooga, where you just drive and stop traffic on I-24 until you get to I-75. And then once again, you go from 80 to 20, 80 to 20, 80 to 20 for four hours until you get to make it. And then you get on 16. Oh, okay. And You're uh, 16. And See, I thought you would cut farther east no. as your north. And I mean, what do well, I know? No, no, so, I mean, where my in-laws... You could go through Charlotte, couldn't where, you? No, where my in-laws live in Indiana, they, they're in the central time zone. I mean, they live in the far southwest corner of Indiana. Um, I mean, you're, you're talking about Louisville and West. So, 
you're thinking of Ohio, even West Virginia, that you would go that way. Um, I mean, you have to go. You have to go east to get to Nashville from where my in-laws live. Um, that's all to say that uh, I arrived back into Athens this evening about six o'clock. So you just got back today. I just got back today, and, and you graced us with. I your wouldn't presence. say grace, Scott, but you know it's a, it is a very kind thing. Um, I was outed a little bit on the internet, and Boatman uh, apparently found me in an old PSA for um, for right. UGA. Um, I'm, I'm outed. I'm, 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 every time I came on during that season, I said, "Hey, look, there I am." Um, you were quite uh, baby faced. I was baby faced many so. many years ago. Um, pre beard, yeah, pre beard. So before we get into the Georgia game, which there's a Georgia game this week, I don't know if you've heard. Um, <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, all three of us showed up. And um, <laughs> that was one of the questions on Twitter. Will the three of us show up for the podcast? I mean, physically, yes. yes sure. <laughs> physically, yeah. we are actually sitting in our chairs. We are. Um, although, I think we were treated to two college football semifinal playoff games yesterday. Undisputable fact. I think they both went exactly like I thought they would go. Um, I did not expect. LSU to beat Oklahoma the way they did. I did expect they could have scored it at ninety. They totally could have scored ninety. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and like, I, yeah, like this is it's it's a little salve to the SEC championship game, but made us look like maybe the fourth place say, spot that, was pretty good. That was my main thought watching the game. I was like, wow, that I I'm like about eleven percent less depressed about that game than I was. Sure. Still, still sure. down. Yeah. But it feels less humiliating. Well, the fact that they had kept it, I mean, realistically, they kept it close through halftime. Yeah. Oklahoma was out of it halfway through the second quarter. Well, well, they were half- but, but, I mean, I think, I think the difference is, is one, um, LSU, I mean, they scored points, but they had to fight for the points against Georgia. Um, two, you know, yes, I know Oklahoma scored more points against LSU um, than Georgia did, but um, Oklahoma's offense, which has been pretty high-powered all season, looked about as incompetent against LSU as Georgia did. Um, so, and then the other champion, the other college football semi-playoff, whatever yeah, the yeah. Fiesta Bowl, the Fiesta Bowl um, for all the Tostitos, for all the Tostitos. No, it was PlayStation. All the Playstations. Know, that was, the, that, was, um, that, was the, that was one of the greatest Westbrook calls of all time. This kick is for all the Tostitos, <laughs> as if there's just like a big, like but like hefty bag full of Tostitos I mean, that will be released upon the kicker if he awesome. makes the kick. Anyway, um, that game went exactly like that. I mean, we spent a great deal of time. I was telling you all before the game, we we, we watched all all the games yesterday in uh, Friday in the um, in my dad's like watch room in in South Georgia, and we had um, we had to, for God's sake, we'll just land the plane. <laughs> what are we doing over here? I, don't know, I was failing to, <laughs> to, to to decipher the. Show I'm sorry. The reason the reason Scott was giving the reason the reason I sounded discombobulated. Scott really did look like he was doing semaphore with his hands <laughs> and was just messing I'm, me up. I'm, but I'm we very slow to pick up on things. Tonight. But the, like the. The common thread, everybody's like, oh, Clemson's going to win. Oh, Ohio State's going to win. I was like, I don't know. They're both really evenly matched teams. Ohio State's played a tougher schedule, which is why I think they maybe looked less great at times than Clemson did. Clemson, but Clemson looks like a really, really good football team. And either team can win this game, and it's probably going to be a three or four point game. And well, the that's what happened. The thing that impressed me the most was Trevor Lawrence's running ability. He had oh, over 100 gosh. yards rushing. That run, that run. Like <laughs> he, if, he looked like he was going to run out of bounds. He was like, yeah. you know what? I don't 
have to run out of bounds here. Like, right. We know that Trevor Lawrence is good, and we know that he's mobile. I don't and that was after he was getting his block knocked off. I don't off. think anybody knew that he was Lamar Jackson. And, like, that's Ooh, what he looked hey, like on that yeah, play. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, look, I, he, he's not Lamar Jackson. But on that play, he looked like Lamar Jackson. Like, he's to me, it's that juke that he makes after he hits the hole. Yeah. And then jukes that guy and then accelerates. I mean, somehow his yeah. hair went one way and his body went yeah. the other. It was beautiful. Trevor, I, you know, uh, I, my, I think my thoughts about Clemson and that Mussolini <laughs> are clear. Trevor Lawrence rules. <laughs> that guy is awesome. Yeah. Etienne rules. Like, yeah. like I do not actually find any. Uh, I, I the, my my least. Uh, it's been a while since there's been a Clemson player I've actively disliked. Maybe that Renfro kid who's now in the in the NFL. By the way, oh yeah, he's, well, I, mean, he's I think, for I think Renfro, Renfro was the last person Danny Ford played off. Right, that's right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. he's there 19 years. Oh no, but uh, uh, I actually find. Uh, in spite of their coach, I find uh, uh, Lawrence and Etienne pretty f- enjoyable to watch. And to me, Lawrence, one thing we have not seen from him have been has been the guy that needs to drive a, their team down the stre- down the field at the end he of the game it. to win in the game. That which is one of the fundamental quarterback things you have to do. And he looked like it was the easiest thing in the world. Yeah, they scored in what five plays? Yeah. Well, oh, you know, I tweeted out they scored too fast, Clemson. And I looked like I was right for a minute. Um, yeah. And we'll get to the officiating because, you know, Will, you brought up a good point a minute ago. But I take no pleasure in Justin Fields losing other than the fact that they showed Urban Meyer right before they did, yes. right before the, the play. And I Did was you like, tweet about that? I did. Because, yes, because yeah, that, was, that, was, that was right on. Um, what, what exactly, what, I'm sorry, I didn't see it. What so, like, it? literally, like, the play before Fields threw the interception, they showed Meyer on the sideline. He looked like he was in his coaching stance. Like his coaching stance, like 100%. Um, it, look, I, I did not want to. And they served Papa John's. After, After the, the game, game. so sad. I, look, I didn't want I didn't want either of these teams to win, but I certainly I have reasons for not liking Ohio State having nothing to do with Justin Fields. Right. He had a great football game, and, that, and I don't think an interception. That interception was, it was a a, yeah, no, no. All, you know, it, it wasn't was, a bad pass. It was a miscommunication. No, the receiver. The receiver said he's like, look, I, I broke off the route because yeah. I thought that he was. I thought he was throwing the ball away, and um, so you know, I it's. I'll admit I tweeted something about this yesterday. It was frustrating to me that, um, you know, part of what his intro was, was I transferred from the University of Georgia last year. And uh, it's fine. It's ESPN has a narrative to sell and it's not, it's not, um, how the best way to phrase this? It's not, it's not, not newsworthy. Um, But if you're just focused on Justin Fields for the almost macabre, like oh, this guy transferred in Georgia, let him get away. Um, I was 100% expecting someone to write a thought piece about how Fields' time at Georgia cost them the game because of the <laughs> And people were just as annoying on the other side, too. But, like, oh, well, look who has more college football playoff wins. Jake from oh, yeah. Justin Fields. It's yeah. like, guys, come on. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then people are like, yeah, but his stats and his win weren't that good. Look, his QBR was... I was like, guys, stop. Yeah, just, just like, it. stop. Like, yeah. and, and, you know, it would... It, listen, Ohio State, if you switch... I, I think if you switch quarterbacks on each team, I don't think either team this year gets as far as they did. I honestly do. That, that's probably right. That's probably right. I honestly do believe yeah. that. Uh, and I think I think Fields maybe gets Georgia as far as from just because from had a particularly bad year. Maybe, but like I don't think a freshman Justin Fields gets them to the gets them to the college football championship game away from it. No, I don't think so. So more to the point, it's happened. It's fine. Yeah. Kirby's going to have to get 
a Justin Fields type quarterback to run his no. offense. I, it is worth. We can have that conversation. Yeah, but I, I, I get your point. Yeah. But yeah, it is also worth knowing. At one point, he did in fact recruit a Justin Fields type character to run his offense. His Almost name was Justin Fields. Exactly. So like. is that this idea that Kirby Smart is like I only have a certain type of quarterback that I recruit is. Obviously not true. So, I mean, Jake Fromm was theoretically would have been back up to both. So, I have a question for y'all. Mm-hmm. Incomplete pass or fumble? Gosh. I don't, you probably didn't see the play. I saw it. I you saw did. It. Okay. I, saw it. I think it was a fumble. <clears throat> I, did, I do too. I thought it was a fumble. And I found it interesting that the, the ref that they had on the headset for the booth, or not the booth, but the ESPN broadcast. He's almost ref, immediately. Also, he, incomplete pass. He, but he said that he didn't, he wouldn't want to see. A replay like that in slow motion. He would like to see a replay on an out of bounds call in slow motion, but for that play, and that confused me a little bit. He said that he wanted to see that replay in real time. Yeah. I understand that idea in the in that what you're really g- gauging in a replay like that if it's in slow motion. What you're really gauging is time. Yep. How long did he have the ball? Well, they were saying, a f- did he make a football move? Right, and that, yeah, and again, that's. I, mean, I thought he did, but yeah. I think it was a fumble, but I um, that that didn't seem to. It was. I that's not the call I would have made. I had a. Uh, it was such a huge call, and I didn't because on the field it was yeah. called a fumble. Yep. So for me, that's what surprised me. The fact I they overturned it. It could have gone either way, yeah. and to me, it did not seem obvious either way enough to. to I also thought that the targeting was kind of. Ill-conceived or, or, or interpreted. Or Inter- the first one, the, the, the one on Lawrence. I thought it was interpreted bad because, to me, sure he led with his helmet. But when I think targeting, I think of like a, a former Thomas Davis, Georgia safety, headhunting in the in the secondary. It's like the targeting one in the target. I mean, two, to me, right? that looked like a guy just tackling a guy that was a lot taller than him, and the heads dropped in a certain way. I don't know. I mean, like I said, I thought it was targeting. I don't have a I don't have a dog in the fight. But. It was a the helmet hit, and it's the quarterback. They're going to call that yeah. every time. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and I agree because I know Lawrence also kind of like lowered his head a little bit, so which I think, which I, I don't think, I do not think it was his intention to do helmet to helmet contact on Trevor Lawrence. Not like the Oklahoma guy that got called for right. targeting. That but, was blatant. I mean. It's the quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> like you and and we may think that's not fair, but it's the quarterback. You do a helmet to helmet in the quarterback. They're going to call it targeting every time. Yeah. Well, you had a great point about the officiating before we went on to yeah, record. The idea that like basically that game was just so good, and those teams were so evenly matched, like we kind of all thought they would be. Both those teams are so so good, and, and that kind of the only way that game gets decided is by uh, luck. Or a controversial call, like both, like the idea. I'm sure that I know that you saw after the game that Ohio State's coach was very. I say he was actually angry, and I get it. I'm sure he would be, but like, those calls could have gone like they happen. Like that's how those games are decided. Yeah. And the idea that Ohio State got screwed, maybe, or they also could have held on to their 16-0 lead. <laughs> like, you know, that is one thing they could have done. <laughs> so, you know, to me, that uh, is unfortunate. Uh, one team was going to get screwed in a game like that because that's what happens. It's kind of what you might say happened in the Alabama-Georgia game. Uh-huh. Uh, some uh, teams yeah. are so evenly matched. There's going to be one little thing that happens here and one little thing up here, and we'll debate it forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. But that's when teams are that evenly matched. Uh, that's what happened. My last thing on this, and maybe this can transition us into Georgia. Uh, I did. I was watching SportsCenter this morning, and um, I know, uh, the the talking head, generic, dopey guy, uh, said uh, in what is clearly the best semifinal college football playoff game of all time. Dude, no, and I was like, easy, 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 easy. 
It's not the best one of the past four years. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and it was just a good reminder that, uh, uh, that just I, I saw a couple of comments also, like that. Ours was in the Rose Bowl. Yes. Which is, I love the Arizona Cardinals. Also, also it was like the comeback for the ages. Huh? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Clemson or Ohio State lost that game when they had to kick three field goals in the first half. Yeah. They had several. I mean. Oh, yeah. 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 You got to put them away. Yeah. yeah. So. I, I, I mean, listen, that's the same thing that you could say about Georgia. Absolutely. In, in both that game and the game the next year. Yeah. Got to put them away. Well, let's talk about lesser stakes Georgia stuff. We all showed up. We are here. All three of us we are here. We are here. Uh, before we get into who's not going to be there, what do you guys think about the way this has been handled? I mean, publicly speaking, kind of by the way that Kirby Smart handled it, which was... Uh, not say anything. He didn't say anything. <laughs> and then at one point, uh, as in everybody drink, Seth Emerson put this piece, he clearly put it the, the, uh, in a position where the reporters who were waiting at the airport for the plane to land Saw could that. not actually tell who was getting off the plane or not, which of course was the only reason they were there in the first place. I would argue what they should have done is sent them to uh, sent them to the Bear School, where my kids were playing on the playground at the time, because we saw them all get on the bus. <laughs> so we could have actually been able to get them that direction uh, as opposed to otherwise. But I would say that uh, uh, what do you think about the fact, not just the way that he's been evasive about it, but the way he's kind of the way that DeAndre Swift is not playing in this game. But, like, they are playing it up. If he's playing, he's barely playing. But I think it's to Swift's credit that he's like, I'm going to try to get out there. And they're clearly using Swift as a, we're invested in this game, when the numbers clearly, clearly, clearly show otherwise. It's a tough spot because, I mean, I think you can argue that Kirby Smart and Georgia got 20 to 25% more crap in the offseason because they lost to Texas and nobody wants to have that happen again. But on the other hand, you are so that you want to make sure that nope, we're in, we're trying to do it. On the other hand, everybody is not playing, and tickets are nine dollars. Kirby's in a situation where he can't, he really can't win. He this, can't, right? No, I'm because, not blaming him. No, I, I think if you're going to take the tack that that we're going to play with the guys who are invested in this team, and that's the message you send, you have to be all in on that message. You can't, you can't say that. In the, um, you can't say that in the locker room. You can't say that at practice, and then spend three quarters of your news conference talking about who's not there and why. Right, right. Um, it's just a tough spot. It's a tough spot. I, you know, I, look, I don't. If reports are to be to believe, there's several guys that didn't come. That it's unclear what their status with the team is, um, including Brian Harrion, um and was it Tyler Clark? Maybe Tyler Clark's know. not there. Yeah. Well, hasn't been seen. <laughs> yeah. So because we, Devon we, Wilson, we don't know. Devon Wilson. Um, so, but we, you know, there are there are a lot of reasons why those guys could not be there that have nothing to do with whether they want to play. They could be there because they're not allowed to play um, for whatever reason, whether that be academics or other reasons. I well, mean, the only one that's been outed as an academic issue has been Cleveland. Cleveland, yeah. Um, but he was out of for that because basically he said it. <laughs> um, Something so, I saw that he had, and this is unconfirmed, six, he had six hours and then dropped a class, so he only had three, so he wasn't even taking enough yeah, core it's classes. It's hard in Tacoa, man. Um, <laughs> look, I love Tacoa. I love Tacoa. Right. Um, I mean that in all sincerity. Um, so, you know, look, there are – look, if you're Kirby, you either – you're either all in on the message and the inside the locker room, outside the locker room. We've made this point. It's like 
nine times out of ten, coaches aren't really talking to the fans. They're not talking to the media. They're talking to their teams uh, or, or their boosters, their money boosters. And really the only tact you can take is we're going to f- focus on the team. And I, I like that. I, I, we're, we're here to talk about the guys. I want to talk about the guys who are here to play. Um, because that, that is at least a unifying theme and a, a consistent message um, that you have to think that's being said in the locker room. But and also, he, he is also fully aware that you know the best way to, uh, if you were the coach of Georgia, to get your team to care about its bowl game is to have it be in the playoff. Yeah, well, <laughs> at a certain level, uh, uh, you know, I think that. Uh, Plus, like, we're in a, no we're in a new we're in a new era of bowl games not mattering as much as they used to. Though it is also worth noting, Baylor's excited about this game. Baylor is super excited about this game. Now, obviously, Baylor is not Georgia well, to be yeah. clear, but like Baylor is excited. Like they, one of the yeah. things about Baylor is like, wow, well, people, well, they care about this game. They were they were one overtime away from having the opportunity to be destroyed by Joe Burrow uh, in, in the playoff. Like, but whatever. If Baylor would have made the playoff, that would have been this incredible moment for their program. They're here and they can't wait. Rule, who is who is interviewing, maybe interviewing for NFL jobs yeah. after this is over, is elated. He's like, it's a life, it's a bucket list thing for me to play in the Sugar Bowl. And to me, you know, this is kind of the curse of being Georgia, right? Is that you can't even appreciate whatever. I know they were at the Sugar Bowl last year, but you can't even appreciate we when when you're Georgia, if you're not in the playoff, your bowl game is the NIT. And that's well, just all there is to it. Yeah, it's the curse of being at the level Georgia's at, right? I mean, you get you do get in a situation where you get in a situation where it just doesn't. Is this, mean as is much. This, I haven't read much, but is this the same narrative that's going for Alabama and the Citrus Bowl? This oh year? yeah, they don't they don't not care. I mean, look, Alabama's going to house Michigan in a way <laughs> that's just you should not let kids. And I mean, they're at least playing Michigan. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, true, true. Yeah, and um, you, yeah that that that's a triple game. You don't need like kids or people with bad respiratory problems watch that game. I mean, here's the, here's the thing: how many pictures have we seen of Georgia players like doing a crazy New Orleans thing? I saw some. They were at the Pelicans game. Yeah, yeah they, you're going to see some of that because that they, I mean, they did just get there. But look, you know, I think part of it too is like I've um, seen so many pictures of Illinois players at Alcatraz. <laughs> Their game is still an hour away, so it's only three miles. Um, I know it's, I know it's more than three miles. Your point is taken. But, um, look, you know, this is a big deal for Baylor. I mean, Baylor was, let's call it what it is. Baylor was, and by their own doing, in bad, bad okay. shape. Um, and they should have been for the bull crap that they let happen there. Um, that, 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 and, and, you know, know those people there, they're all liberty now. Um, let let all that go on with the, you know literally the culture of rape and sexual assault and lawlessness that um, Art Browse allowed within his program was um, was stunning. It was just stunning, right? It's stunning for college sports for college football. Like, yeah, I mean, it's stunning. In a, it's stunning in a universe where we've come to accept a certain amount of that. Yeah, it's, but stu- it's stunning yeah. in that universe. But hasn't Matt Rule kind of pulled them out of that? Oh yeah, right. Oh, oh, no, no, Matt, Matt Rule was the hire. He was the we're hiring the opposite, right? But there, like I tell you, there's people that I know and that will never ever root for Penn State again. Look, I feel some sort of way about Penn State. Yeah. So like at a certain, and I know Penn State was higher profile. The Baylor stuff was pretty bad. The Baylor, well, I can't say worse, but it was I, bad. I, I don't, I don't right. But it's certainly a huge, huge, bad, horrible thing. But I don't know if Baylor has, like, I, I felt like Penn State should not be allowed to play football for a couple of years. And so even when you see them now, it's like, 
like it's hard to f- find the like oh Penn State's back yeah the, except the thing what's the old joke about uh, a, like a, a reunified Germany it's like yeah. a, a band that you hated once you've gotten back together like I don't know I kind of feel like it wasn't it never of, never really did happen yeah I kind of wish he, I don't know if I like you back mm-hmm. where you are now so I didn't I, like the first version yeah but I mean but Matt Rule and this might get into actual game analysis Matt Rule was such a different hire like his offenses are stayed compared to Art Browns's. They play defense compared to Art Browns. Um, also, Matt Rule is, he's like, I mean, Will talked about him being excited. Uh, this is a bucket list thing. I mean, he brings uh, an authenticity and a, like, this is my team. Right. I care about the team. I want the team to do well. I want the school to look good um, in a way that Art Browns just Never does because our brows is about our brows, and that's just the way it is. I mean, and that's fine. I mean, you know, our brows probably thinks Dabo Swinney is right on not paying players, but um, and all the other stuff Dabo Swinney uh, is about. But the 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 thing that is um, this most stunning about what they've done is that they've gone from what three and nine to eight and four to ten and two. Is that and he's in the NFL that? just like Bill O'Brien was? Yeah, he is yeah. in the NFL. He's a darling of the NFL, right? I now. mean, the Panthers, I think, want to hire him. Yeah, yeah. And so, well, uh, the the headline in the Dallas Morning News was uh, this. It was titled "Storybook Season for Baylor." So that's, I mean, how they're looking at it. Even though, and this was like a couple of days ago, weeks after they lost to Oklahoma. So it's still yeah. a storybook yeah. season for them. Yeah. And so that's what you kind of look about. I, I wonder also, you 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 add that, and then plus all the attrition and just upheaval for Georgia. The line's gone from seven and a half yeah. to Georgia to five and a half. To in some spots, you might see it four and a half. I think that part of, I mean, like I thought seven, seven seems, still feels right. We'll get to picks later. But um, I think part of that also is that we, we tab one of the reasons why people are like, well, Georgia this and Georgia that. We're not covering, right? We're not covering, and that matters to people. Um, and it never really occurred to me how much it matters until I was Googling, getting ready for this, uh, getting ready for our podcast. I'm like, hey, let's see what other people are saying about Georgia Baylor. So I Googled Georgia Baylor Sugar Bowl. The first two pages are not analysis. It's all betting information. <laughs> it's all betting information. And that's cool, right? And that's fine. I, I understand why. Did I read that the over-under is 41? That sounds right. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. It's going to be a late night of non-scoring. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but look, look, Georgia and Baylor both averaged 31 points a game. Uh, Georgia gave, tw- gave up 12. Baylor gave up 17. I mean, this, You're close, but not. Well, I mean, we're cl- yeah, I mean, that's. I wrote whatever. this down. Whatever. Yeah, what is it, Scott? Georgia's 31.2. Baylor's uh-huh. 35.2. Okay. Georgia on defense is 12.5. Baylor is 19.2. Right. But both both of them, they are, they're going to run a little more than they pass. Um, Baylor's running game is it's not exactly No, they've, they've got two uh, guys that have rushed for about 600 yards each. John Lovett and Jamichael Hasty are the two running backs. The, the guy that they really – their linchpin – is um, Denzel Mims. He had 945 yards and 11 touchdowns. Interesting, he was held to zero catches in the Big 12 championship game. And so they're saying, hey, if he could have gotten – and he wasn't injured. Right. They Oklahoma just shut him down. So I'm guessing that Lanning is probably going to key on Denzel. And Brewer. Oh, yeah. Well, he, he, he didn't even play all the game. Right. Brewer, Brewer got Brewer hurt. Available? And Jacob uh, Zeno was their backup. They're not sure. Okay. They're not sure if Brewer, but if Brewer and Mims are kind of on the same page and they can get a little bit of production out of Lovett and Hasty, 
that's probably their path to victory as, as far as they see it. Yeah, but that's where you get a 41-point um over under oh, 41 point over under let's say it's a three point game 41 points that makes it 25 17 24 17 well, that sounds that, right and, you know, that, his, does that surprise either his, of you historically speaking and i know this has no bearing on it but all georgia baylor games in the past have been in the 20s and teens yeah the last one was a long 80s. time ago though it was ray Goff's first game ever i was about to say that was, i was in college that year right yeah, yeah i was a senior georgia won i think like 15 to 3 or something oh, like that gosh, yeah, this game was 15 bad. to 3 as long as Georgia wins it, I don't care. With an 8.45 start yeah. on, on New Year's Day. I'm going to be rowdy. Yeah. You know, the other interesting thing about this season is um, Baylor has scored over 40 points in a game four times. Georgia has scored over 40 points four times. Two of those times occurred against pushovers. You know, for Georgia, it was Murray State, Arkansas State. For Baylor, it was Stephen F. Austin and UT uh, San Antonio. And then the other two were against Tennessee and Tech for Georgia and Okie State and Kansas for Baylor. So, you know, it's, you know, what, Georgia's ranked five, Baylor's ranked seven. It's a pretty even matchup, I guess. Yeah, when you look at SP Plus, uh, Georgia's still fifth. Um, Baylor's somewhere in the mid-teens. Um, they're relatively balanced when you look at SP Plus, except for special teams. I'm going to say they're, you know, in the mid-20s offense, like upper teens, maybe 17, 18, 19 in defense. Whereas Georgia's like 34 in, uh, for offense and two for defense, um, one for special teams. Uh, Baylor's, they're actually scoring, they're negative points on SP+. Plus. Uh, they're in the high 70s, like 75. For, um, so they do, you know, special teams can be a key difference in this game for Georgia. Uh, the other thing that I think is going to be interesting to me, and I, 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 hate, God, I hate to say this. It just makes me sick to say, but it really does boil down to how much Georgia wants to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's no question. And, and we let off talking about you know, who's here and who's not. Guys, this is why you, this is why you have number one recruiting classes three years in a row. Yeah, this is kind of that's the kind of thing about this, right? Is is the third string Georgia Georgia well, second string second, second string, string. Yeah. is the second string Georgia guy like they're all better recruits than Baylor has probably pretty close well, yeah think about it JR equally matched Jr Reed isn't playing but Lewis Seen is I mean yeah, he's, he's, he's come on strong yeah. at the end of the year yeah um, and that's and that's kind of what I was thinking about driving over here is that really what you what you're looking at is do you trust Georgia's recruiting advantage like if you're hanging your hat on Baylor winning this game solely because Georgia has twenty guys out. Okay, that's fine. You can do that. That's a reason. Um, but you're basically saying that Georgia's – I mean, basically you're saying, okay, well, these guys playing all season as opposed to not makes that big a difference when it, it comes might. to – It might. I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm saying, but that's what you're saying. But it is it, – it, I mean, it's – listen, you know, it reminds me of, frankly, a lot of games this year, uh, not just with the team – Definitely less with the team, but with the fan base, there's a lot of. Well, we're not going. Yeah, I mean, we're here, but we're not oh, going. I want to go so bad. I keep getting outvoted one to one on my decision to go. Um, I told Tony that I had a uh, companion fare left uh, Scott, that expires give, in February. Just give me a call, man. I'll go. <laughs> I'll go. I'm not. Um, I will be at the Superdome for the first time ever. By the way, you never, never been Superdome. Never been okay. Superdome. It's okay. I will be there for. It's really dark. Yeah, I'll be there for the National Championship games. First yeah, of all, I'll ever actually yeah. uh, actually be there. That game, that ticket's gotten hot. Oh yes, uh, mid eight hundreds right now to get in. Uh, but I am a, 
I, I, but I have to say, if I, you know, I mean, if I were, were not uh, outvoted one-to-one often myself, I would love to, uh, to go. Wait, how do you get outvoted one-to-one? My wife voted and I voted? Yeah. It's a push, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that's, maybe, that's, uh, maybe in your house. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now I'm here in the world where those of us go off for seven weeks at a time to submarine <laughs> training or whatever Ooh. Will does. Yeah. Um, maybe in your house, one to one's a tie. You're like, it's not a tie look, defensively. Three to one is not a tie. It's not a tie. No. <laughs> it's a loss. No. I mean, you know, look, Baylor, defensively, Baylor is, um, they're going to. They're going to do what everyone else has done. They've watched the game film. They're going to stack the line and dare us to throw the ball. And I, I, would, I don't blame them for that. <laughs> and that, they can be successful at that. When you look at Baylor's schedule, they've won a lot of seven-point games. So it was Georgia. But the quality competition is higher with Georgia. Um, but they also have not lost by more than one score since uh, November of 2018. So this whole season, they've played it close. Yeah, they, they have played it close. Um should be noted the team they lost to twice just lost to lost to the team that beat that the only time Georgia really lost badly. Um, they lost a lot worse. Can you do transitive properties? The fact that Georgia played LSU, Baylor played Oklahoma, and yeah. all this stuff, and Georgia and Baylor both lost to those teams that played, and yeah. one got blown out. I mean, I'm not a mathematician, but I think the final final score would be Georgia by seven. <laughs> I think it's worth remembering too. Don't like, check the math. Not just did Georgia clearly not show up last year. They immediately did not show up. Like yeah. they, they were behind fast. Like yeah. 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 And in a way that we never see, even when, even in games where they lose other, uh, I guess the LSU on the road two years ago, two years or last ago. year. Yeah. And like, I guess both this year as well. Yeah. Uh, Mississippi, maybe the year before that. And oh yeah, and sixteen. Yeah, sixteen. You for that. Otherwise, we don't see them. Yeah. like fall on their face. We see them. We see them get off to slow starts. Yeah, but, but they keep it close, yeah, right? Exactly. I mean, they might fall behind seven nothing or something. Right, right. But this, I mean, that's one thing I do not expect here. I do not expect to see Georgia fall behind. If just because Baylor's offense is not so thrilling that they're going to jump out to a 14-17-0 lead or something. Well, yeah. I mean, look, like I said, we'll get to the picks in a minute. But, you know, the path to victory for Baylor is for Georgia to come out, look like they did last year, fiddle fart around, not be crisp in the passing game, and also not be able to – the offensive line not look cohesive and not be able to establish any sort of run and play in the hole. Well, you know, Um, Georgia players were not tweeting about the games last night, so that's a a step in the right direction. (laughs) Why, why would you remember last year? There, there were a lot of tweets going out. Oh, were there? Kind of throwing shade oh, yeah, at Notre Dame. Yeah, there was a whole thing. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, I that didn't was a whole thing. And yeah, it was a whole thing because the, the, the Texas players were yeah, like we should have been there. Georgia players like we should have been there, and Texas made a big deal. Yeah, they could have been Jean Lafitte's bar. And, you and don't Baylor's know. not bringing their bear. What to where it could get? Oh, attacked. thank goodness. God, <laughs> those Big Twelve. I was a little worried last night. Yeah, we had a, a fun moment last night during the. Um, they're an LSU Oklahoma game when uh, the Boomer Sooner came out. They're not taking curves as fast as they were earlier in the season, <laughs> and uh, yeah. they also have somebody standing on the opposite end. They apparently at Oklahoma they now figured out how physics work. Yeah, good. So it's, they've it's, counterbalanced the turns. Uh, also, the horses are smaller, <laughs> which was interesting to me. Um, speaking of a lot of mascots, so. Um, Scott, I assume you have some buy or sell or some I do. really good stuff. I do. I'm excited. Don't involve it. uniforms. Yeah, maybe. By the um, way, uh, Illinois just announced their uniforms for the Red Box Bowl. White, all orange with a white helmet. 
Really? I'm cool with that. Yeah, I kind of like it too. Nope. I don't like white helmets. So what we got is um, we do have a few questions or comments on Twitter. We have buy or sell, and then we have trivia. So, um, And then we'll have to pick the game, of course. There's a game? Do you want to throw any shade towards any uh, other SEC teams playing the, coming up? Like uh, maybe a Florida or an Alabama or an Florida, Auburn? God, the matchup for those teams are really awesome For if you're, if you're a fan of those teams, right? Yeah. Uh, Alabama, Michigan, Florida, Virginia, Auburn, Minnesota. I mean, yeah. Who's Tennessee play? Indiana. They play them on the second. That's right. Um, the only Kentucky has a lame one. They get Virginia Tech. Yeah, Kentucky. Kentucky's in trouble. Um, I think it's no, L- no. Lynn Bowden. He'll be fine. Okay. Indiana Tennessee is kind of a kind of a fun little game. It is a fun little game. Uh, I, since it looked like I was going to lose the vote to get to go to New Orleans, I tried to talk my in-laws. Are those bordering down. states? Indiana, Tennessee? Yeah. No. They don't border? Uh, no, Kentucky's dead in the middle of them. That's right. Kentucky and Illinois. Yeah, border. Kentucky and Illinois border. I'm co- I grew up closer to Kentucky than Chicago. I've been through Paducah. Yeah, I mean, you can get from Nashville to Indiana in two hours. I'm, I feel like an idiot because I've made that drive before. Yeah. But it's just been a while. It, you have a lot of reasons. Yeah. No, don't let that make you feel like So what do you want to do first? Do you want to do Twitter questions from our Let's do Twitter listeners? questions. Let's, Let's do... Okay, okay. Yeah, well, what do you want to do, Will? Let's do buy or sell. Let's, Let's do buy or sell. Works for me. I'm, I vote with Will. All right. Buy or sell. Uh, the New Year's Six cotton, rose, sugar, and orange bowl matchups. They've been interesting. Yeah. 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 Sometimes you get a lot of lo- you get a little blowback from the national media saying this. Yeah. This, yeah. Like the group of six game was a good, the group of six. Uh, yeah. Team was, to be a, that was a good, good game. One. Yeah. That was a good one. So yeah. I th- yeah. I, I think look. I think it's now become in vogue to complain about all the New Year's New Year's Six games just out of. Like ever like George Baylor God. I'm like, but, but guys, I mean, what are you gonna do? I think you make a pretty strong argument. The worst one is Georgia Baylor. Yeah, I think sure. that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, buy or sell. College football is less interesting now because of the playoff. I disagree. Still, uh, I disagree. I also think it would be even, but a way to fix that problem because I do think I understand what people are saying when they say that. Make it eight. Make it See, I'm old school. I, then you get the best of both worlds. I, I would like us to go back to having sports writers decide the national champion. Yeah, I, I, you, I, I know more sports writers than you. So <laughs> want to do that. my next buy or sell is buy or sell eight-team college football playoff. Bye, bye, bye. As long as the first round is played on campus. First round on campus, I would be fine. And uh, the eighth spot is a group of 16. Yeah, yeah. why not? Buy or sell. This meh for Georgia Bowl games is the new normal. I, you know, here's not not playoff Georgia Bowl games. Sure. Here's the thing. I think this is really this is a great. This is why I'm going to buy ourselves first because this is particularly kind of key to this whole mm-hmm. podcast we're doing right now. So here here's kind of how I I think about this. I think a lot of any fan bases, um, any fan bases feeling at the end of the season is based on their reasonable expectation at the end of the season. Um, as long as Georgia's reasonable expectation is to be in the college football playoff, um, then it's going to be met as a fan base. The reason it's not met to me is I, I thought we were going to get in. Please don't listen to the podcast, but I thought, you know, all bets were off once we got in, in the SEC championship game. We made the SEC championship game and we ended up against a buzzsaw team that literally is a team of destiny. If you don't believe that, I mean, Dude, are you kidding me? Yeah. This is some of the stuff that Joe Burrow did again last night? I mean, look, be not happy about the Sugar Bowl. I, I still – I have lived through – I have lived through more to make me think mm. that I'm excited about this game. And 
I do not think that I won't buy a, a T-shirt if Georgia beats Georgia beats Baylor by 27 And think points. about our podcast three years ago when we were saying, be excited about the Liberty Bowl versus Liberty Bowl, guys. TCU. Liberty Bowl. Yeah. So, so, I mean, to be fair, they were not competing for national championships on a regular basis back then. I, can, I think, it, it, to me, that was a cooler thing than this. This is a consolation prize. That was a, hey, it's your co- new coach's first year. <laughs> Let's get on the page here. And let's, whereas now it's a consolation, but don't be wrong. I would go. I, I, by the way, if there is any, any of our listeners are going, buy me a hat. I love bowl <laughs> game hats. I uh, specifically, if we can get one with that, both the helmets on it, both the teams on it, I'm a sucker for hats. I will Venmo you the money, but uh, I want a hat if you go. I'm a but then how do they get it to you? Well, I'll give them my address. Yeah, they'll, they'll mail it to your house. Yeah. You? So, so in other words, if you're going and just want to find out where I live, yeah. <laughs> go ahead and give me a hat. a P.O. box in Athens. I do a P.O. box in Athens. Well, you know, one last thing about that, though, is that it is – I hear you saying it's a consolation prize. Um, this means so worthy. I don't – yeah, I don't – but I don't think any reasonable Georgia fan would have looked the way we played the last five games of the season and thought that we had a reasonable chance right. of – Playing for and winning a national championship. I'm sorry, Clemson and Ohio State would have wiped out Georgia just like LSU did, especially with oh, all the injuries yeah. and attrition. Agreed. Yeah, like there were three. There are three great teams this year, oh, but Georgia is one of them. But also, it's not hard to see now why they debated Georgia at the number four. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. That's and true. if Georgia beats Baylor convincingly, Georgia probably finishes up as fourth or maybe even third. So. Buy or sell Jake Fromm starts versus UVA next year on Labor Day night. I'm going to go buy. I'm also going to buy. I think it's a news item we've not discussed yet. I think he, he said he got his draft. He said he yep. got his draft thing, and he's going to talk to his family afterwards. Uh, I think he's coming back. I'll be honest. I think he's coming back. I would not blame him if he leaves. Agreed. To be as clear as possible. However, I think he's coming back. I mean, and I think he probably like. I, I mean, you know, I I was thinking of seventy five twenty five come back, and then I think maybe Seth drink again, guys uh, said seventy five twenty five. If he had to handicap it, I've heard he I've heard everything from he's stone like gone not playing in the bowl game to he won't even consider it. Yeah. Um, but I still think he comes back. Yeah. Okay. Buy or sell fifteen days between the national semifinals and the national championship game. So is implicit in your question all these games should be on the first or no? What? Just the the, the I big think layoff. New Year's Eve next year, right? That sounds right. Yeah, all yeah. I think it works out next year. They can be on New Year's Eve. Um, I kind of wish that we would have had two weeks off after that Oklahoma win. Yeah, I th- I, I, to I bask. Like it. I, I like it. I think it's. I think it's fine. Um, That's what the Super like, Bowl does. Look, if implicit in your question is all the playoff, all the semifinal games should be on the first. I'm, frankly, no, I think I'm just they should all be on Saturday, right? Uh, because there are people that do have to work, even though it's the holidays. Um, and college football is played on Saturday. I wish the championship games were on Saturday instead yeah. of Monday. It's ridiculous I'm going to be up until midnight or 1 o'clock that night. And Will's going to ruin someone's life by doing a live live podcast. Uh, the next two years are on New Year's Eve. Yeah, it, it just works out that way, it's right? because of the leap year but, coming up. But one year... One year is like eight games or seven, eight, seven or eight days, and one year is just like twelve days. Right? Next year it's nine. Okay. Uh, the year after that's eight. Yeah. The year yeah. after that it's nine. Yeah. The year after that it's, it's seven. It's just yeah. a weird calendar year. Yeah, it's a weird calendar year to be that long. Um, okay, buy or sell. 
How did I write this? Let's see. Hmm. Oh, okay. Buy or sell Georgia basketball's pre-SEC results, like as a whole, their record. How do you feel going into SEC play? Well, I know it's not completely done yet. The, the, the bad part is they don't really have any good wins. Every opportunity they had to get a good win, they, you, maybe you can argue SMU is one. Maybe you can argue that uh, maybe Georgia Tech, probably not. But SMU is probably their best win. I would say the game that was a very exciting. I was at that game. It was a very exciting a overtime game. Uh, I actually thought the Georgia Southern game was really fun too. Um, but the, uh, so that's the bad part. Is they don't really have any great wins. Um, that could change next Saturday. Yeah, the good part that could that Memphis would be a huge win. Um, the good part is they have no bad losses. They don't have any. They don't have any terrible. They don't. They have no terrible losses. Oh yeah. The Although loss, they look like they're going to lose to Shamanad for yeah, a minute. Yeah, but they didn't. Yeah, no. They didn't. And that, that, to me, that is a large part of it, particularly for a team that is still kind of figuring it out and super young. Yeah, and super young. And if the the thing that derails you in any tournament hopes is you have a slightly you figure it out at the end of the year, but you've got this loss to Chaminade, or you've got this loss to Illinois had one against uh, Tennessee State a decade ago that cost them the tournament yeah. because they turned out to have a pretty good season. But when it came down to bubble time, they said, "Well, if we're looking for a tiebreaker, this team lost at home to Tennessee State." George doesn't have any of those uh, so far. Their numbers are low. It is worth noting the net rate. Their net rating is low. Their Ken Palm yeah, is very low. Yeah, Ken Palm has about a hundred. They're no, net. they're not quite. They're like eighty nine. They're, they're low. They're and low. their net's in the mid seventies, yeah, right? Yeah, but like they're not great numbers. Uh, uh, Joe, Joe Lunardi came out with his uh, bracketology. He did not even have them in his first four or second four out. But again, I feel like still early. Yeah, it's very early, and there's they don't have anything that kills them. Frankly, they're an exciting team. They are fun. Uh, when they get going, they're just dunks and dunks and dunks mm-hmm. and dunks and dunks. So, and Edwards, you know, I mean, it's worth noting. I'm running a piece for this about for New York Magazine when we all come back. That of the top five draft picks in next year's NBA draft, there is one. He's the one playing right now. College basketball, and that is Anthony Edwards. Two, uh, two of them have already begged out. Uh, Wiseman and. Uh, uh, Cole uh, Anthony from North Carolina. Anthony, he, Anthony has said he's he has not going officially back. said okay. it. It is generally understood. Sam Vecini wrote a good piece for the Athletic, saying that most scouts assume Cole Anthony is not coming back. He's currently injured, and and basically North Carolina looks like they're not. They're they, not making the tournament. They might not make the tournament. Wow! So which is wild. They actually host Yale on Monday night. Uh, I went to go. I made my first trip to Clemson, South Carolina. By the way, yeah, how was that game? Break. It was fun because my son is my son. His grandfather and his aunt went to Yale. He is uh, obviously not my side of the family, uh, but uh, they are, uh, and he is obsessed with Yale basketball for some reason. So we went to watch Yale play. Uh, Yale go, beat Clemson at wow. Clemson. Very exciting. They beat him by eight points. Yale's very good this year. They're favored to win the Ivy League. And uh, William is actually going to watch Yale play Brown and visit his aunt and his grandfather uh, in a couple of weeks. And is he going to wear an ascot? He's not going. He's, he's not going to Williams or Trinity. Uh, he's going to Yale. Yale is not Harvard. Harvard's are jerks, guys. <laughs> guys, only podcast you're getting at yeah. this Georgia mentions Williams or yeah. Trinity. Yeah. This is not Vassar. Um, I don't even know what those are. But uh, Amherst. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Point is, is uh, Yale is playing at North Carolina, and I think North Carolina is like a 
three, three point favorite, which yeah. is kind of insane. Which is the home the home stadium advantage. Yeah. Kind of so uh, anyway, point is is that uh, the two best players, the, uh, Anthony and Wiseman, are both. Probably, Wiseman definitely is. Yeah. Anthony's probably done for the year. And the other two are RJ Hampton and LaMelo Ball, who are not overseas playing yeah. at all. So there is one. Well, LaMelo's not playing. He's Hampton's overseas. LaMelo's not LaMelo's playing. just like, yeah, yeah. he's not playing and, and he's preparing for the Team Big Ball. Yeah. But the point is, is that there is one guy. And remember, the whole college basketball season last year was built around Zion Williamson. Yeah. And there's only one now, and it's Anthony Edwards, and he's here. Which is, I have to say, even we'll see how the team does, but that's a cool, that's a reason to go out to the stadium all the time. Yeah. That dude is going to be playing for in the NBA, starting for an NBA team next year. A year from now. And he plays. For the Hawks. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I'm not sure he's a fit for the Hawks, but so, um, but he's not a shooter. He's not a shooter. The the only thing I would say about the only thing I would add to that, and I agree wholeheartedly with what Will said, is that this is a this is the sort of young team that could get hot in the middle of the SEC season and go on a run and creep up and sneak into the tournament and then make some noise as a 11, 10 seed. So real quick, not. Anthony Edwards, but who's your favorite player on the team? Oh, Wheeler. That's got to be Wheeler. Okay, uh, we're 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 in agreement with that. I'm also of the idea that uh, Christian Brown uh, the uh, is he's you know he was the number two recruit. Yeah, uh-huh. he was the he was the high look, and he's and you see he's like physically gifted. He just has no idea what he's doing on the court. Yeah. To me, Wheeler is electric. He's just so fun, yeah. and he's and the offense. When he's out and Edwards is in, the offense still doesn't run that smoothly. But when Wheeler is in, it just runs better. And it's fun to watch. And because he's 4'10", he's my favorite little guy yeah. since Carlton Thomas. He is going to be a four-year guy. <laughs> he's going to be a four-year guy. It's going to be it's going to be very – and this is what you want from this year. You want the excitement from Edwards, and maybe you got a puncher's chance against a lot of these teams. they got Kentucky in a week and a half. And maybe you got a puncher's chance against some of these teams. But you also want to see those other freshmen – Get better and better and better. Yeah, I think the program's in very good hands right now, and hopefully Edwards gives them uh, something a little jolt excitement this year. Okay, so uh, before we get to trivia, did did y'all bring gifts for the gift exchange? No, I did not. You didn't. We have gifts. Do you bring gifts? I, I, I don't. I mean, I have. I have y'all a gift. I can be Dirty Santa. I'm sorry, I didn't know that we were supposed to just. I, I didn't say we it were. It feels like. I have. Um, I mean, if I knew, I knew, I probably would have not brought that something anyway. But I'm not sure what this is. It ner- yeah, makes me nervous. Yeah. This okay. is a good podcast. For the record, he's taking off his belt right now. I don't know <laughs> yeah. exactly what that means. Why is he wearing a belt? He doesn't have all the pants. <laughs> so, I, uh, one of my New Year's resolutions for 2020 is to start printing some of my photos that I take because I've always got my camera at the game. And so, I, I went and got these uh, printed out and developed. And I got them in a weird, wide angle. Not a, not a wide, but it's almost like a panoramic uh, print. But I wanted y'all to have these. Uh, I signed it and I numbered it oh. because I only printed out six. <laughs> and I've got three others for sale. I saw this on the, uh, on the uh, podcast uh, feed. So much. that's DeAndre Swift busting through the G. I took that. Uh, in the Arkansas State game. So I figured it would be a good addition yeah. to your uh, Georgia room. That's, that's really cool. Games. Yeah. Yeah. So I noticed this picture. It's a great picture. My favorite part of that picture too is not only Swift busting through the G, but then there's that tubby man. Yeah, <laughs> his reaction. It's <laughs> not me. Put that in your office and. Uh, awesome. You Thank know. you very much, man. I've got a frame coming for mine. What, what number is yours? Five. I'm six of six. You're six. Do you want to trade? 
I don't care. Uh, it doesn't matter to me. I can't decide. So yeah, there's three more available online. I got them. I think somebody can get one. I think I've got them listed for fifteen dollars because I think the print itself was seven fifty. So I just kind of doubled it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's really cool, man. Thank you. Glad you like it. Well, let's get into trivia. The Baylor Bears. It's there is some answers that might be Baylor. Okay, trivia question number one. What's further away from New Orleans? Waco, Texas, where Baylor plays, or Athens, Georgia, where the Bulldogs play? I'm going to say Athens, but not by very much. I'm going to say Waco. Waco is 534 miles away from New Orleans. 534. Athens is 542 uh, miles away. I forgot about Seven that miles. eight-mile stretch. Seven miles. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, this is the next state. But Texas. You got to go across Pontchartrain. Texas is big. Yeah. It's a big state. But you can drive like 80 miles an hour legally. Personal favorite big city in Texas. Of of these, Austin, Austin. Houston, Dallas, Santa. Austin, Austin. I've never been to Austin, but Houston, now the other ones. I have to say, Houston is my answer. Houston is an awesome town. I've got family in Houston. Hopefully, you don't listen to this podcast, but I've been there way too many times. I think we can all agree what last place is. Dallas. Dallas is obviously last place. Yeah, home of $30,000 millionaire. I like San Antonio more than Austin, actually. Never been there. I've only been to Austin during the South by Southwest Festival, which means I'm not actually seeing I went to Austin. We saw the bats fly out from under. The Ann Richards Bridge, which was pretty amazing. They have bats that fly out every night. <laughs> I don't know what to say. They fly south. And they come back. They, they know it's their home. Yeah. They, also, the only lame thing about San Antonio is the Alamo. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually kind of lame. But everything else I say. That's where the volunteers start losing. <laughs> okay, so Baylor was a founding member of the now defunct Southwest Conference. Name the other 12 schools who played at some point. In at the some point, yeah. let's go, that's let's the key part. Hot potato. At right. some point, right. hot potato. And, we'll take the easy and I'll, I'll give you a little warning. Some of these, a little bit of a head scratcher. Okay, okay. Right. hot potato, Texas, uh, Arkansas. Wait, wait, who? What? You said Texas? Yes, Texas. you're correct. I said Arkansas. You're correct. A and M. You're correct. Um, Baylor doesn't count. I'm not counting Baylor. No, you can't. I mean, sure, you want to say it? Uh, Texas Tech. That's correct. Oklahoma. That's correct. Oklahoma State. They were called Oklahoma A and M when they were there. Right, right. So, yeah, yeah, they were Oklahoma State until okay, whatever. Uh, Rice, correct. Mm. Rice, Rice gets me every time. <laughs> um, what how about Texas Which? Christian? Yes, Houston. Yes. Ah! There's three more. Two of them you won't get. Okay, challenge accepted. I'm pretty sure three of them I won't get. Uh, can, I get can I give you a hint? Yeah. Hookers. Hookers, oh. Um, uh, oh wait. <laughs> the Pony uh, Express. Uh, yeah. Sorry. That's Sorry. That's smooth. Yeah. All right. Oh, it, so Craig Jiggs killing hookers. Is yes. Okay. Hold on. You're My not, wife's other alma mater. You're not going to get her. You're not going to get it. Smooth. Uh, they, it was like the teens, like not the 20 teens. But the these 19. are real teens. These are not like the funk schools. These are... I don't know. I've never heard of these. Okay, well, you've then, never then heard of them. Say Phillips, yeah, really, and Southwestern, not oh, Texas. Southwestern it's just Southwestern. Okay, oh, so okay. anyway, yeah, you're right. I wouldn't have gotten those. Yeah. What was the last year of the Southwest Conference? Um, ninety one. Wrong. Okay. Eighty seven. Ninety five. Oh, that was okay. Wrong direction. 
Who well, played? Big of course, that's when Arkansas came. Who so. played the last game? The, who played the last Southwest Conference game? I don't expect you to know this. Uh, Texas, Texas A&M. What gets you every time? Rice. Rice? And then Houston. what's your favorite city in Texas? Rice and Houston. Uh, Houston. Houston beat Rice 18 to 17. Houston, Houston also has the most incredible food. There's it's, so it's ridiculous. Much that, and that's why I pick Houston. Yeah, Houston is just uh, ridiculous. Houston's a how, can you, how can you say Houston food's better than Austin food? Austin has a very specific kind of food that is good. I've never tacos. been to Austin, so I can't say. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Houston food, Houston's just got a wide. Houston is is. And they have, they like have, it's the third largest city in America. I know, and like it's not considered like it's to be that big and still have its. They have space ice cream there too, the Johnson Space Center, which is pretty awesome. You can see the Saturn V rocket. I think it's called Spachimin, but all right, Spachimin. <laughs> if Baylor wins, if Baylor wins against Georgia, their record will be twelve and two. Which will be better than Georgia's eleven and three record. I agree. In the past twenty years, how many times do you think, or how many times has actually Baylor ended the season with a better record than Georgia? How many times in the past? Ever? How many years? In the past twenty years. Twenty years. Let's see. I'm going to go with four zero. Will's correct. Four four. Okay. Yeah. In 2010, right. Baylor finished 2010. Remember that year? Yeah, I was, uh, that's the one year I was trying to think of. But they were—I thought they were down that year. Well, they were, but they were seven and six, and Georgia was six and seven. Okay. Uh, 2011, Baylor went ten and three. Georgia went ten and four. So technically, okay, they had a better record. 2013, Baylor went eleven and two, and Georgia went eight and five. Did not go eleven and two. <laughs> 2014, Baylor went eleven and two, and Georgia went ten and three. Okay. Uh, fun little trivia thing for a numerologist like yourself. Uh, as was pointed out by Banner Society, Houston had the first. I'm sorry, not Houston. Hawaii had the first ten and five seasons right. in more than a hundred years. That's awesome. It's, hard, it's actively difficult to to, yeah. to get that many games. To get not only get that many games, but like if, like for example, Clemson will play 15 games this year. But yeah. they wouldn't be in but the that, position. There's no way you could be 10 if you five. lose five games. Exactly. Yeah. So it requires uh, just a bunch of crazy things to happen, and they made including a, being Hawaii. Yeah, and they made a pretty good argument that it will never happen again in our lifetime. So ten and five, weird college, weird wild record. stuff. Georgia's bowl record is thirty-one, twenty-one, and three mm-hmm. in fifty-five appearances. How many times has Georgia played in the Sugar Bowl? I'm gonna listen to last year's podcast and see if this is <laughs> right. Hold on. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Are we count the Splendid Bowl. Sure. Huh. Seven, eight. Eleven. Counting this year or last year? Counting, not counting this year. I'm going to go with twelve. It's, it's ten. Is it uh, ten? On on uh, the first, it'll be the eleventh time. Okay. All right. How I, many? I counted. I double counted a year. Oh well, what's their record in the ten games they've played in the Sugar Bowl? It's five and five now, right? Four and six. Four and six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many different teams in bowl games, all-time 55 appearances, has Georgia played? Different teams in 55 appearances? 40. I, I need a number, not all the teams. 40. 35. 34. Oh, Good wow. guess, Will. All right. And so five – Let me. How, I, sometimes I write these questions, and I'm like, what did I write? Let me read this first. Let me pre-read it. Wait, okay. are we counting Baylor in that 35? 
Yeah, George never played Butler. I know, so I'm asking. We have a Has it happened yet? I know, so I'm asking. No. So, okay. So, no. Because that's why I was off by one. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to get. Across. Well played, Will. Well played. Okay, so five teams that Georgia has played. See, I, I still reread it. Okay, there, there's a total of five teams in bowl games that Georgia has played three or more times. Okay. And one of those, Georgia has played four times. Can you name those teams that Georgia has either played three times and that one that Georgia has played four times? Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So what you want are the teams that Georgia has played three or more times. There's four teams that Georgia has played three times, and there's one team that Georgia has played four times. So we're looking for four teams. Four teams for three. Oh, five teams. One team for four. So five teams. Five teams. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go with Wisconsin. That's not correct. Okay. I'm going to go with Penn State. That's also not correct. Okay. Let's give it another shot. In, in bowl games? Bowl second. games. We're not playing FSU. Ohio State. No. Really? Let me see if I can at least get started and then just let us off the hook if I can get this one right. These are big yeah. brands. Um, let's go with Texas. That's correct. Yeah. They played them three times. We played Texas three times. Okay. Um... Think past twenty five years. Well, that's why I said Wisconsin. We felt like we played, played them, them twice. I felt like we played them in the in the Outback Bowl every other year. Jim Donnan's last game. Wait, who's Jim Donnan's last game? That was Houston, right? No. Oh, Virgi- oh Virginia in Hawaii. Yeah, Virginia. So Virginia's one that they've played three times. Michigan State. Okay, give me. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Don't give me the four yet. Nebraska. Okay. And then the one. Team they played times. four times. Give me a hit. They're in the SEC. A and M. No. They're now in the SEC. Yeah. What? Arkansas. Arkansas. <laughs> really? Yeah. They played That's them four times. Wow. So that is all of the trivia. I just had one more question, kind of a pondering question, because we're ending the decade. Because we're pondering? No, we're not. About to end the decade. No. Okay, first off, don't get pedantic <laughs> about this. He's claiming because the first year in America in ever history did not start with year Z. I know, year I am, one. I so therefore, decade should start with a year after, which is true because I say, yo, my favorite year of the 90s was 2000. That was my favorite year of the 90s. Nobody says that, so the decade is starting now, not Okay, before. fine. All you people, you yeah. year deniers have beaten me down. So I was sitting there thinking, like, what I'm going to be doing at the end of this decade, I'm going to be here in Athens, you know, watching a football game or something like that. That's not like, the Georgia game. It's a nice, peaceful mm-hmm. way to have the right. Time. It's a but very, then because because I, I tend to remember things and dates like big things, and uh-huh. so I remembered ten years ago I was in Las Vegas. Oh, for the turn from '09 to '10. Uh-huh. Twenty years ago, I was in Ybor City for the yeah, Outback, Outback Bowl, <laughs> and then or no, yeah, thirty years ago. I was at a middle school all-nighter in downtown Atlanta where we stayed up all night. I was 13, I think. Uh, yeah, 13. So I was wondering, do you all remember mm-hmm. any of those decades? Like yes. I can, I can tell you the city I was in for each one of those things. 10 years ago? So, so 89, 90. Uh, 89, 90, I was uh, at my uh, Uncle Ron's place. 
in Mattoon, Illinois. Because uh, you were 13 or 14. I was 14, yeah. yeah. And so that's, that, yeah. So, so I, then it ramped up, I'm sure, for 99 to 2000. Yeah, I was in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was picking up my then girlfriend from the hospital where she worked as a nurse. And we then uh, hit a casino uh, in, uh, I believe, uh, St. Charles, Missouri. And, uh, and, Good times. And, and celebrated uh, that. There's an old life as a loser column about this. If you're going back into the archives, you can read that. Uh, and in 2009 to 2010, well, I was at my friend Aileen Gallagher, who had a big, big New Year's Eve party in Queens every year, and we were out there in Queens then. And then what are you doing for this New Year's? It's actually a little up in the air, depends, I've, as I've been sick all week. So uh, we're either going to, uh, we've been invited to something that ends at 8, because everyone is parents. <laughs> Extraordinarily civilized. Yes, and, uh, and, we, and the question is whether or not we want to <clears throat> just skip that and just put the boys to bed and just toast ourselves at home. At 8? Yes. Uh, yeah. Maybe 30. We'll party a little heartier if we stay with the kids. Well, there's no or, the kids or the kids will stay at uh, my parents. We haven't signed yet. So but it will definitely not have a lot of fanfare. So which one was crazier? The 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 decade that changed in your twenties being ninety nine to two thousand or your early thirties? Like, like mine were kind of easy. Kind what? of but like you mean the actual celebration? Well, party? if I if I think back to the ninety nine to two thousand when I was in Ybor City, it was nuts. I was twenty four. You know, we were newly married. We were down there with all our friends, and then I'm thinking. 09 to 10, we were in Vegas. It was nuts. Also, the only, the, the funny thing that when I think back to that is Jennifer and I were out in Vegas. We were at a convention and, you know, everything. Uh, after we got home two weeks later, she found out she was pregnant with Vivian the whole time. So, yeah, yeah, yeah she I was, think. she was very pregnant, like right. in Vegas, right, right. but she didn't know it. No, it's <laughs> fine. I get it. It's weird. It's <laughs> Tony, Tony. So, so, Look, so, there are pictures of my pregnant mother smoking a cigarette. Okay. So true. Not, don't, don't, the, yeah. My mom, my mom smoked time. unfiltered so, camels yeah, until yeah, so before, <laughs> before I get to Tony, Will, I want to know between the 99 to 2000 or 09 to 10, which one was your wildest? My the wildest early, actual New Year's. The mid twenties version uh, or the the mid thirties version. I would say the mid twenties version. I, my my thirties were much much wilder than my twenties were because I was lame uh, and I actually had some money in the thirties, which helps. Uh, but uh, I would say the actual night the uh, the ninety nine to two thousand ninety nine to two thousand. Yeah, I actually was because uh, I was about to move. I was moving to New York City in a week. I was moving, I was I was packing up my. I already I actually already moved out of my apartment. Uh, and my stuff was basically waiting to be shipped to me in New York, and I was staying at my friend Matt Pitzer's. The my oh, friend, yeah, that, that, cool. that, uh, and I, and my job was to make sure his dog got let out so, so he would not uh, chew on his furniture, which I forgot to do <laughs> because I was 22 and right. stupid, 24 and stupid. And uh, and then I got to watch all of the celebrations all day on CNN because I was just in his house all day because my girlfriend was working. You're squatting. So I yeah, so I just well, it was fun to watch and realize okay. The world isn't exploding. They seem to have figured out the Y two K thing because that was also something that was up in the air. And so, and I would argue for good reason. I think there's been some revisionist history of late to be like, boy, what were people so worried about? I think they should have been worried, and people put in a lot of man hours to fix the problem. Um, but anyway, great. It's also part of the plot of Office Space, if I remember correctly. Yeah, uh, is that they're trying to fix the Y two K virus. Anyway, the point is, is uh, that night was probably wilder, but I would say that. Uh, all told, uh, New Year's Eve uh, is. I, I, I find all New Year's Eve until I stopped kind of having them <laughs> uh, generally kind of equal. We yeah. just kind of went. I, mean, I went to the alien party for ten years, and it was the same thing every time. Yeah. So Tony, eighty nine. I might should have to go back to seventy nine to eighty. You probably remember that. Sorry, 
We'll, do, we'll start with 89 to 90 for you, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> so, I do uh, not remember 79 to 80. I was four. I do, but uh, remember 79 to 80. That would have been Georgia wasn't in the... Never mind. Um, they didn't go to a ball that 89, year. 89-90. I was in Macon City Auditorium watching the old line of rhythm section play, hanging out with J-Mo Johansson, who is the, one of the two drummers for the Allman Brothers Band. True story. Wow. That, that went down. Um, uh, 99 to 2000. 99 to 2000, I was at my parents' cabin on the Altamaha River. I had a group of friends. Uh, I'd lived in D.C. at the time, but uh, decided to come down here in case shit went down because D.C. Uh, that's not exactly true, but decided to go down there and um, hang out and you know play on the river and do what you did um, in your, I guess I was 30. What, 89? I don't know. What, what year was no, that? 99. 90, Y2K. 99. So I was um, I was 31. Um, so, you know, we, we hung out with a bunch of friends at my, my parents' cabin. Um, funny story about that day. Uh, we woke up the next morning, and um, I was making jokes about, oh, I can't find the coffee. Though, you know, they, Y2K got the coffee. <laughs> and I went to call my dad where the coffee was, and the phone was dead. And I was like, oh, my God, it really happened. But no, one of those drunk it knocked the phone off the hook and it was just dead done and then um 2010 i was uh because i had a, at the time a two-year-old a four-year-old and a five-year-old um uh, i was in my house in monticello illinois with some friends uh and we we sent everybody home at eight o'clock because that's when the kids went to bed and we went to bed at a very reasonable time because you know dad life and so on this Tuesday, what will you be doing? Uh, this Tuesday, uh, it has come full circle. My kids will have kids at the house. We are. I had to literally tell my wife. Um, she had promised or my, my kids' friends that we would have fireworks. I was like, no hell, we're not shooting fireworks at midnight. She's like, why? I was like, you don't remember all the times that we were like, what those people shooting fireworks <laughs> off at midnight? What's wrong with you? Uh, no, I'm not doing that. But we will have uh, teenagers and teen, pr- pretty close to teenagers in our house until midnight. And I assume that I will not have to kill anybody, but up in there. Um, and my wildest one was um, not not surprisingly um, the the coolest one was the Atlanta Rhythm section. Of the wildest one was my friends on the river, literally outside the jurisdiction of the law, <laughs> because it's all private property and. Cannot talk about what happened. I signed. I signed NDAs. That's the way yeah, it happened. That's awesome. But I was also there when Georgia came back against uh, Purdue. That I was, yeah, I was at that game. I had yeah. the flu, and that was uh, Georgia got down twenty-five nothing. Yeah, and then Quincy time, Carter come back. Yeah, Quincy Chris Carter beat history. Drew Brees. Yep. So, wow, how those paths diverted. Yeah, very different diversions. Drew Brees went to the Chargers. Yeah. Quincy went to the Cowboys, and yeah. there was a brief moment where Carter wasn't bad for the Cowboys. No, he had a he had a very very good just, second year. It just wasn't Drew Brees. Well, no, but you know Drew Brees never did cocaine, so that's true. Well, that, you're right. We don't. He, do he plays sports in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. I, so, I don't next trivia. We need to make our no. That's it. Okay. Do we need to okay. make our picks? Yeah. Do we are doing Twitter questions or? Oh, dang damn it! Yeah, I was thinking like, yeah, sweet, yeah. this is going to be shorter. No, but I owe it to our listeners to do Twitter questions. Fast answers. Fast answers. I can do that. Yes. Okay. I really maybe he'll have seen this entire. Baylor Bears. <laughs> I've been very sick. 
Yeah, it's it's going through my house too. Uh, yeah. My father-in-law had no, it in Indiana, and Charlie's had it for two days, and now yeah. Kristen's getting it. They, so. I mean, Barrow sent out an alert like two, two days left in school year, being like, "It's going down, guys. Your kid does not need to be at school this week if he doesn't have to." It was bad, and like I've talked to my friend Tim Kelly, he says it's like, he's like a Civil War tent, oh, tent over there. So everybody's, everybody's just sick. Okay, from Paris Walton. He says, how sick am I for driving to New Orleans the Not day of the game for the second year in a row? Dude, Not man. at all. I, I, Paris, Paris I, 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 I pushed as hard as I could to do the same thing and um, just couldn't make it work. Uh, this is at Don't Throw Up. That's an awesome Twitter handle. Uh, he says, who's academically ineligible, and do they not have tutors that monitor these kids? Yeah, they have tutors that monitor those kids. That's one of the... No offense to your question, the oh, oh they ought to get tutors. Well, they have an they entire thing. It's it you you're totally discounting the. If you're older than twenty, you've been twenty before. Okay, stop. And also, I would add that uh, you know, I would say this anecdotally among friends, some of the friends I know that. Uh, some friends of mine who are professors of undergraduate programs at, uh-huh. the, at the school, uh, they have noticed a uh, in from the difference between Kirby Smart and Mark Richt, uh, less uh, emphasis on the students <clears throat> on the student part of student on the athlete. student part of student, and whatever. I I am not gonna I'm not gonna blame the students for that. And in a certain way, I'm not even gonna really that to me. What Kirby Smart's doing is probably more honest to what this all is. I think it's a shame, but I don't think there's any question. You talk to any, uh, any undergraduate professor that has had students in, in, in their class, uh, uh, football players in their class, uh, there's less that they, they're, they're less attentive and less dutiful about that than they were under Mark Richt. You can think that's a bad thing or not think it's a bad thing, but it's it just is. Anecdotally speaking, I found that to be the case. Jim Wood at Jim Wood PMP asks, who will Georgia's leading rusher in this game be? Summer White. I have a question. Do you think if uh, Brian Harrion and DeAndre Switch are playing this game, uh, Cook is still suspended? Fair question. I don't know. I mean, look, I, I, I think part of what – like Kirby answered that question as yeah. honestly as he could, he right? He actually answered that you know, kind of really, forthright really forthrightly. He's like, <laughs> look – we tested him immediately. Yeah. He did not like test positive, and he it was handled internally. I mean, yeah. anybody – I saw some tweets out there. Kirby plays James Cook for blah, blah, blah. He's not the leader. He's like blah, blah. I'm just like, <laughs> look, God, come on, dude. I also, mean, it's some freaking weed. I mean, honestly, it's some freaking yeah, weed. Yeah, I can't even start. I, I mean, mean, it wasn't even it – was, it was not just freaking weed. He was shaking the bottom of his car. Yeah. So, so okay. it's not like it was he's what? A shake. It's – is something I looked up on the internet yeah, that means yeah. we. Uh, it's on Urban Dictionary. Urban Dictionary. And uh, yeah, it's, I mean, if, no, if, it's, if it's just you like somehow it. think that James Cook is less of a person because he had some weed in his car, then you are so, your head is so far up your own ass. On yeah, line, take uh, your Velcro uh, shoes off and <laughs> stop being that way. You didn't say, okay, boomer? Okay, boomer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Now, <laughs> now okay, now they'll, they'll hate that stuff, but man, the CBD stuff for my joints. Yeah, it's really good. I really sleep so much better. That came from, I came from, I changed, <laughs> I changed the greeting of my daughter's phone to, Okay, boomer, because she's been saying okay, boomer to me. I'm like, okay, fine. Are you not a, you're Gen X? Are you? I'm Gen X. Yes. Gen X. Come on. 
Listen, listen, they've forgotten about Gen X in every other context. Don't lump us in with the boomers. That's right. For we, we invented hating the boomers. That's like our whole thing. <laughs> I'm with you. All right, this one comes from Ian Boatman, UGA. I think he just got a new job as a meteorologist up in North Carolina, so congrats Good to him. Ian. I wonder why it's so warm right now. We Ian. blame Ian. Yeah, come on, Ian. Ian. Tied up. Pull it together, on. man. I got a nice uh, like jacket for Christmas, and I'd like to wear it. For the record, Ian, I'm okay with it being 65. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, Ian, just know that if I am personally disappointed with the weather, it is individually your fault. Your fault, personally. Right. He asks, will any of y'all sit out the Sugar Bowl? No. Um, I mean, we're not going, but yeah. no, we're going to watch it. I I can see if it's remember, – remember last year's game was only a late start – it took a long time. Well, this is going to take a long time, time too. It's going to be <laughs> so, solid four hours. It was, it's it's going to be a long I was there the whole time. Yeah, so. It's going to be a long night. And so if it gets to be like 1230 and the game is decided, I can see myself going to bed. Yeah, but yeah. And I, the goal I mean, is to watch the game. It, it's still altogether possible. Let's say someone that does a podcast with me says, you know what? Let's use Companion Fair and fly to New Orleans. <laughs> Theoretically speaking. Theoretically speaking, then I would still go. All right, this one comes from Hunt the Jones. Okay. Hunter Jones. If Georgia was going to do a yearly one-off throwback uniform, aside from the black jersey, what would y'all's perfect look for it be? And once you respond, can I mock it up? Meaning he, he's a graphic designer. He was going to mock it up. Uh, I have an answer. Do you have an answer? You should answer because no, my I'll, answer is no, don't mess with it. You're, you're like, no. Well, you, you, you enjoy Illinois's... Illinois isn't Illinois. Sorry, I put an S on. Uh, no, I mean there is an S on. It's just not pronounced. Okay, sorry. But so if you're doing possessive, Illinois. Illinois's jerseys. Yes. Maybe that's what confused yeah, me. Yeah, so, so would I you're, fo- you're fond of them changing their uniforms up. But what would? Uh, how would you answer Hunter's question? I would say I think it's different when Illinois changes their jerseys because then it is when Georgia changes. It's not quite as iconic. Yeah, it's just not. Yeah, I mean Illinois can wear a gray ghost jersey and nobody really cares. So let me restate the question okay, so everybody's really – he says, if Georgia was going to do a yearly one-off throwback uniform aside from the black jersey, what would y'all's perfect look for it be? Okay. So I'm looking at this as throwback uniform. If you think the 90s, that's kind of throwback now. I mean, 90s stuff is kind of considered a little vintage. So <laughs> my answer to this would be what Georgia wore probably three different times in the 90s under Jim Donnan. Uh, the first time you saw it was the nineteen January one ninety eight uh, Outback Bowl. The, sh- the shadow the, box numbers. The white. No. no. Well, I mean, maybe they were, but the, I'm just going with pure colors. Red helmet, white jersey, black pants. I think it's a pretty good look, and it's been done before. People didn't hate it. The problem is it was kind of bastardized, and then a red top was put on it, and you know, it, then the black helmet thing. So, but if you think about it. And, and, and the responses were not bad when they did wear it the couple times they did. The, the white tops, black pants, red helmet, it's a good look. Yeah. So that's, what, that's my answer. I think they should wear their jerseys that they wore against Boise State once a year. <laughs> the next one comes from... I assume you're just going to cut that. <laughs> no, I'll let it, I'll let it roll. I, I'm obviously kidding. The next one comes from uh, Dogfan1978. Are we going to see any plays that resemble that one? By the way, LSU offense is incredible to watch at field level. And he sent he sends a (laughs) 
I'm sorry, that whole video he was just a, a picture of his privates. I don't know why you showed that. Down. There's a lot of cheering though. <laughs> I don't I don't think so, Nick. I think that Joe Burrow is a unique individual this year in college he, football. I like that he made one of those plays uh, against Oklahoma that they, that they made against Georgia where it's like, And they never replayed oh, it. Oh come on, I know, yeah. It's like come on, how you're not supposed to be able to do that. I, I don't think it was his most impressive play against Oklahoma. No. To me it was the one where he kinda he stopped from and threw like fifty yards. Yes. Perfect. I mean Look what what LSU does is so simple. They just execute it better than everybody else. Okay, this one is from Miguel Blanco Zapatos. Okay. At Mikey White Shoes. That also checks. <laughs> like top New Orleans foods. Here's my list in no particular order. Char grilled oysters. Okay. Muffaletta. Muffaletta. Cochin butter. Cochon butcher. Cochon butcher. butcher. Yeah. If you can get it. Gumbo, crawfish, etouffee. You, you still checking these off? Yeah, oh yeah. Crawfish boil, not in season, which sucks. And New Orleans barbecue shrimp. I'm fine with all that. The only thing I would add to that is that. There is uh, last year the LSU game before y'all got down. No, actually, no, y'all didn't. Y'all didn't stay with us for LSU. Um, we found a little place called Verity Mart on the far eastern part of the quarter. That is a Creole market, and they have a um, the sandwiches they have there are ridiculous. They're just the po boys are amazing. Um, and but all those things are good. Like Cochon Butcher is the best restaurant in New Orleans going right now. Been there a couple of times. It is fantastic. Um, and anytime you get charred grilled oysters, I mean, I'm, if I'm going, I'm going to Acme. Just like start start busting oysters until I get done. Um, so all those things sound good. Okay. All right. Those are all the questions. All right. So guys, we got to start making picks. Guys. Do you want me to make a pick? Might as well. Uh, are we doing? Uh, should we pick the national championship game as well? Yeah, that, that's a great question. Are, are we, we going to be able to get together can we again call? before? Uh, I got to work on the first. Right. No, who, that's that's a like a post game. Yeah, well, we can do a, a post. I mean, Thirteen call. games, guys. Yeah. I mean, we we could do something the six picking and uh, yeah, we could. I mean, it's thirteen days. Fifteen. Champ- yeah, yeah. Championship games until a week from yeah, uh, two weeks from. Then. Yeah. And plus, if we did that, because uh, Kentucky Georgia is January 7th, we can do it. Yeah, on the 6th. Okay, so yeah, we won't talk about that stuff. Let's start with Georgia then. Before we get into Georgia, Tony, quick prediction on Alabama, Michigan. Alabama, by all the points, they're going to beat the crap out of them. Uh, I, I, there's a little part of me that wonders if Michigan is going to like win like, a close game and everyone's going to be like, oh, Michigan's oh, back. Oh, I'll figure it out. And then they're going to lose to Ohio State yeah. by 25 points again. So Sam Elliger is going to be at the, their game? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you just, that's just his thing. Every year from now, it's like a curse that, that he's – it's like thinner. He just and wakes like, up like – Yeah, every year or whatever. It's, they're back. You know the crazy thing? Notre Dame played it's a bowl game. <laughs> Notre Dame played a bowl game the other day, and nobody knew it. I, d- I didn't even know they played. Yeah, they played a bowl game. They played, they played Iowa the State. Game. They played like a long they time. Played, they played. Yeah. It was like the best game. It's the 11th win. You know, hey. you know who's calling their uh, plays that game? Tommy Reese. Tommy Reese was their play caller for them. Really? Yeah. Gosh, we're old. <laughs> okay. Um, Auburn, Minnesota. <laughs> Again, that's a terrible matchup for Minnesota. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think Auburn, this may feel like a little bit like the uh, um, the Purdue. Was it Purdue? Who did Purdue get killed by last year? Was it Auburn? <laughs> I don't 
I don't know. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. I think Purdue, right. Purdue had a bowl game against the SEC team that they yeah. just got like, just a terrible matchup for. Smashed. Yeah. Okay, so then don't ask about Florida, Virginia. We got kids that listen. Okay, we'll skip that one. Tennessee, Indiana. I, this, I think that's the most fun one. one. Yeah, fun I think it's the most. Um, I of course want Indiana win by one hundred and seven, um, but it's you know I mean Tennessee has they played much better football over the past two months than they did the first month. So um, the 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 thing that is compelling to me is Indiana's quarterback play is really good, and that's something Tennessee has struggled with uh, when you have really good quarterback play. So I'm going to pick Indiana, but it wouldn't surprise me if Tennessee wins. And then uh, probably like the Mobile Birmingham slash whatever bowl, South Carolina and who? South Carolina's not a bowl game. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah. Okay. They're the they're. Oh no, Tech not either. No. 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 Oh. It'd be fun to watch South Carolina Georgia Tech play a bowl game. <laughs> that would be good. Would it? <laughs> oh. All right. So Georgia Baylor. This is the fifth time they've played. They played twice in the '70s, twice in the '80s. Now, I looked back at the historical numbers, as I kind of mentioned at the beginning of this podcast. Those were low-scoring games. It would have been right around the over-under, which is 41, uh, for this game. Now, of course, those have no bearings on it. But as you kind of look and you see the headlines, storybook season for Baylor. 11 losses two years ago to 11 wins this year. There's a lot of motivation for Baylor to do well in this game. Georgia has, what, as Seth wrote, like 20% of its starters from parts of the season out for this game. Um, one thing that does concern me is that Baylor is second in the nation in turnovers gained. They gained 30 turnovers throughout the season, so they're very ball hawkish. And the last time we saw Georgia playing football on a field, it was not great uh, when it came to turnovers and just continually stubbing their toes. Um, not one toe, multiple toes. Um, it's because I misspoke. I was just covering my... Uh, I'm misspeaking. Uh, Kirby and uh, Matt Rule are the same age. Um, just wanted to throw that in there as well. Uh, I see this game kind of playing out like every game this season. I see it more of like a Texas A&M game uh, without the rain. Um, maybe we'll go then if it's not going to rain. Um, Sign me up. <laughs> I see it where Georgia maybe gets out to an early lead. The second and third quarter gets sloppy, and then Baylor comes back. But Georgia – Pins it right on the number. Georgia wins twenty-one to twenty over Baylor. Yeah, the, the, I have to say I was that was the direction I was going, not the score, but the idea that this feels like Georgia will win in the same kind of trudging, slow. Yeah, they did it. We should be more impressed with the fact that they won than uh, like they have all year. Um, and whatever, maybe we'll see some more excited of that. I remember when they played in the Liberty Hall, and I watched it with you. I watched it over your place, Waller. And for whatever reason, that game they decided to do a bunch of trick plays. And I was like, hey, I like, I like bowl game Kirby. He's all kind of excited. I don't think we're going to see that. I think things are too kind of serious now. I think the way to think of this is this is this. I mean, it's the spring game, right? <laughs> like it's not the spring game, but it is. This is next season. I think that this is more of a next season game than there is than it is a 2019 season game. I don't necessarily see that as a bad thing. I think that's maybe the way to think about it is don't think of it as the end of this year. Think of it as the start of next year. And I think you'll see uh, that kind of thing happen. I think Georgia wins, I'll say, 27 to 17. Um, you know, 
when I when I start thinking about this, I, I keep hearkening back to what happened last year in the Super Bowl. I was there um, by parish. I drove all the way down there um, and watched us lose to Texas. And the recurring thought I had during that game in the first half was it felt like um, it felt like Georgia had already cashed out, right? That we had accomplished what we thought we were going to accomplish, um, and when when we did not succeed in that SEC championship game, um, it there was there was a lot taken out of that team, uh, especially considering how close it was. Um, the difference between the last year and this year is that Georgia got embarrassed in the SEC championship game this year. And frankly, I mentioned earlier, if you've been watching the last month and a half of the season, that wasn't a surprise. I mean, I think I think maybe for the first time in the history of this podcast, I picked against Georgia <laughs> um, in that game. I mean, I didn't pick by three points, but I was, you know, I was I was there in a factor of ten. And I, 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 I keep coming back to what you just said, Will, is that it does feel a little bit like a spring game. There are a lot of young guys out there that are we're gonna see a lot about them and they're out willing to prove their mettle. The difference between this year and last year is like last year the young guys, two of those classes were not Kirby's classes. This year it's just one. And frankly, almost all those seniors are gone. All those people that Kirby did not recruit are gone. Um I didn't realize Brewer was still injured. I knew he got hurt in that game, but I didn't realize he was in danger of not playing. If he's in danger of not playing, it's the same thing as DeAndre Swift, right? He just will not play. Um, I think this game sets up to be a really interesting game between Georgia's defense and Baylor's offense where um, the young defense just really clamps down and makes life miserable for Baylor's offense. I think we moved the ball a little better than we did, but we scored some sort of weird touchdown somewhere. I think by the time we get to midnight, Georgia's going to be up big, and Georgia ends up winning this game something like, I'm willing to call it 27 or 30 to 10. Um, you know, I'm willing to be wrong about that, but I, I just, when I sit down and look at this game, I just think, you know, last year I think I picked Georgia to beat Texas by 14. Um, and I wasn't, I wasn't willing to think about what happened in the SEC championship, championship game as a downer. I was, willing, I was looking at that as motivation. Um, I think that I think the difference between the two games is that, you know, I, I think Georgia has more to play for this year, um, especially when you think about what you look at for next year, whether Jake Fromm comes back or not. Um, and when you talk about being down twenty scholarship players, I think the team shows up and really shows out. All right, I, I'm, and I think uh, the real thing I cannot make a prediction on, I do not want to have anybody make a prediction on, will I make it to the end of the game? I need to be feeling better. That's <laughs> and we'll see, we'll see what my New Year's Eve plans end up being. Right. <laughs> if, there's, if they're more rowdy, well, they're not going to be rowdy. But if they're out, uh, maybe it'll make Well, it. thanks for a great 2019, listeners. Yeah. We appreciate yeah. the interaction online and all of the downloads you gave us and and, and fine, it's a new decade. I'll live with that. <laughs> Remember, guys, forty percent of this decade, y'all put up with us, so we appreciate That's right. it. Exactly. And one thing you can guarantee about twenty twenty, 
less politics are coming in. That's right. We still haven't addressed all the... Never mind. We're not going to address that right now. But yeah, uh, election year, leap year, Olympic year, it's going to be great. Exciting. I am. I, uh, one thing I think we can, uh, a lot of us can all agree on, I am dreading that part of 2020, <laughs> to say the very least. But we'll move on. Um, I'll worry about that on the second. Yes. Everyone <laughs> have a wonderful, wonderful... I hope you had a great holiday season and a happy new year. And uh, we'll see you on the other side. And honestly... It's nine bucks tickets. If you're still not sure whether you should go, just if you're not outvoted one to one, just go. Tony, Tony's Look, looking at me. You're killing me, man. Yeah, just go. Tony's looking at me with that gleam in his eye. <laughs> All right, uh, go dogs. Go dogs. Thanks so much for listening. Feel free to send us any comments or questions during the Sugar Bowl and whether or not you're still awake in the fourth quarter. Make sure to follow us at Waiting Since Last Saturday Podcast. No, do, don't, don't do that. Make sure to follow us at WSLS Podcast. Waiting Since Last Saturday Podcast would be way too long of a social media handle. Also, you heard about the Christmas gift that I presented to Tony and Will. There are still three of them for sale on our podcast website, WSLSpodcast.com. Links to our social media and that website will be in the show notes of this episode. Good luck to all of y'all heading down to New Orleans for the game. Safe travels and bring us back a W, please. We'll see you on campus. And as always, go dogs.